Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the stinking truth. Yeah, at some point. And, you know, here's the thing about, here's the thing about, like, two-point conversion plays. I mean, how many, how many two-point conversion plays do you think a team has in on any given Sunday? That you've worked on. How many times do you think you work two minute? I'm not two minute. Um, two point conversion. Excuse me. Two point conversion plays. How many times do you think you practice two point conversion plays during the week? I don't know. Handful of reps. You, you get essentially probably two reps at two point conversion, and they're on Friday, right? Which oftentimes is is kind of your jog through day. Mm-hmm. So like. You don't work on on Wednesdays, first and ten, and you know, and first and ten base situations. Thursday is you know nickel situations, first and ten repeat you, the stuff that you're going to run for sure, and then your short yardage stuff. And then Fridays you work in goal line and a couple of of two point conversion plays. So you go into any game plan with one two point conversion play that you really like, and then maybe another. Now remember, Dallas called the timeout. And they were motioning their tight end, Sam Laporta, back and forth, and they were going to run him out there, and boom, timeout called. So you basically blew that one, right? Like that one got blown, and so you can't go back to that because they, mm-hmm. they took what they call a Polaroid timeout. The Polaroid timeout is so, hey, let me see what you're in. Let me see what your personnel group is. Let me see what you're ending, you know, where you start and, and, and where you were going to end the formation. All right, we got a picture, picture of what you were thing. trying to do. So now they have to change it. Well, they change it to their two-point conversion play, um, which was the decker in the back of the end zone. And they converted, and then, you know, the whole debacle goes down with saying that Decker didn't report whether he did or he didn't, you know. and Walk me walk us all through that, because yeah. I'm sure you – have you were you ever a reporting guy? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. And, and the one thing – I mean, I know there's some deception involved. That's why – you put Skipper out there, number 70, and Decker went out to report as well. And so you're trying to create some deception because 70 comes in and reports all the time. They run some unbalanced line formations. They run some extra offensive line in the game formations. They do that on occasion, right? And so the team is seeing, you know, the team is seeing 70, Dan Skipper, come in there and report uh, on film. They've seen that a handful, half a dozen times. So I think there was some deception involved. And Dan Campbell said, hey, we did it in the 90-minute, the pregame meeting with the officials. Hey, be on the lookout for this. We'll do this, you know. And then we'll line up 68 on the end of line of scrimmage with nobody covering him, so he'll be eligible. Like, this is something we're going to do. But when you go in to report as an eligible receiver, as an offensive lineman, you got to walk up to that official 
You got to catch eye contact with that official. And then you've got to get a response from that official. So it's not good enough to go, hey, 69 reporting, and then run off to the mm-hmm. edge, right? You got to get an acknowledgement. I've got to get an acknowledgement. Right. So, hey, 69, 69 reporting. Got, all right, got you, 69. Right. Your reporting is eligible. Gotcha. You can't come up on, on the side, even if you're in, in the guy's face, and the other guy's coming in, you can't go, like, hey, 68 reporting, and then walk away. I've got to get acknowledgement. I've got to get the head nod. I've got to get the, re- mm-hmm. like, i got to get the, and I understand there's a fine line between doing that and be, and still being deceptive. Um, and I don't know if the officials just screwed it up. It seems like they, they did because they, they got docked. They're not going to, they're not going to officiate the playoffs, but, um, you know, that's, I think it's Brad Allen's crew, right? Yeah. But I, I just take it from my perspective as a guy who's reported, man, I wanted that confirmation. I mean, I had to have confirmation from a coaching standing standpoint. I have to have confirmation from the, if he's got to acknowledge me and nod and basically repeat after me, I am eligible. Yes, I got you. You are eligible. And I didn't see that length of conversation or that acknowledge. I didn't see that on whatever the replays they showed us were. So, like, that would be one that I would look at and say, man, that's that's kind of your responsibility. Do you get the sense as as you as you go call games every week for Fox, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it, whether it's Mike McCarthy and the way that he handled the clock management at the end, uh, Dan Campbell, not once, not twice, three uh-huh. times, you know, willing to go for the two-point conversion. Do you think analytics has really kind of messed with a lot of these coaches' heads that they have have sort of fallen out of their their rhythm, right. their their mojo, their their routine when it comes to how to manage a game, and we're seeing a lot of curious decisions. Is 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 the analytics stuff becoming so pervasive in the game that it's kind of really screwing with some of these coaches' heads and clock management and game management? Um, yeah, I would say, I would say, you know, you talk to coaches about analytics, and most coaches are very, um, you know, they're very, hey man, I meet with the analytics department. Every every week, we use the analytics, um, you know, to to self scout and to look at certain situations. Um, but again, you have to have you've got to be able to go with some of your gut on the analytics stuff, if if that makes sense, right? You've got to you be able to take it into consideration, but you also have to coach your football team. And then, a lot of the coaches I talk to, I you know scoff to some degree at the analytics aspect of it. They know that they, they know there's some value there, but they also know that there's some bullshit there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And it's trying to parse that out and figure out exactly, you know, what's important and what's not important. And you can get involved in in the analytics to a degree where you 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 suspend common sense. Mm-hmm. And what's going on in the game. 
And I think that's where it's I think that's where it's really hard because you know, I see it on on some of the broadcasts. Well, the analytics says go for it here, right? And you know, I always joke around, but like what if you what if you struggled blocking them all day long? Like what if you you know, what if you've got a running back that is a little bit hobbled? What if you like like what is what does your gut say? What's the situation of the game? What if you go for it and you don't get it? How does that affect the momentum mm-hmm. for the other team? Like all those things I think are important. And, you know, again, this the game clock goes and you gotta make those decisions on a snap. And um and I think if you if you basically rely on analytics as an excuse, well, the analytics said go for it here, well then you know, you're making a mistake. I, 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 it's, I think it's hard. I think it, it really is. I think it's a hard thing. Um, I just err on the side of, man, I want points. I want points early. So, I mean, I don't want to end a drive in the first quarter with a fourth down and one attempt from my own six that I don't make. And I just walked away from three points. Yeah. Because three points is important at that mm-hmm. point in the game. And by the way, now I've just taken this drive all the way down, and I've given them the energy and momentum by, hey, they stopped us. There's a certain amount of momentum that they stopped us in the red zone. But when we walk away with three points, we still effectively completed one of our goals, which is on every goal chart, one drive of 60-plus yards for a score, not a touchdown, a score. So if you put something together that's 60 yards long, you should reward it with three points. If you can't get, if you, you know, if you're, if you're not in a position to score. Yeah, it just seems to me like field goals are now being looked upon as like, ugh, you know, we had to settle for a field goal. Better to, better to go for the touchdown. Right. But I, then on, on the flip side, I see so many games that are decided by yeah. one score. Hey, you know, maybe kicking the field goal might not be uh, the worst thing. 